Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Uh, I've been better, Josh, but yeah. overall um, I'm doing okay. Yeah. I apologise in advance for any croaky voices or sniffles that... Uh, may follow during yeah, this you, week's show. You've had some uh, some long late night shifts. Some long late night shifts. And it's uh, taken its toll, and your your body is uh, yeah, it's got, not got ill from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're running up on Christmas here, Josh. Christmas, Christmas. Are you looking forward to Christmas? Uh, I am. Uh, you... After last episode, I put up the Christmas tree in our household. Oh, very good time had by all. Um, we've got a bigger sofa set. Compared to last year. A bit of what? Bigger sofa set. Oh, a bigger sofa. Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, did that make it more challenging it to did. put up the tree? Yeah. So our tri- so we've got a fake tree. Ah. Um, Same. For better or worse. Um, I've had it for a number of years now. So, you know, recycling, right? Mm. Uh, and this year, we haven't put the back of our tree on. Okay. There's only... only we've only put the front... To be fair, it's quite an economical way to do it. Do it. I mean, why bother? Yeah. No yeah. one can see it. I assume it's it's in the corner of a room somewhere. Uh, yes. Mm. Um. So and um, so it's like, it's yeah. We literally haven't put the branches on one side, so we could put it against the wall. It's it's incredible how good it good it works. It's genius. Well. Yeah. You should go on. Uh, was it Grand Designs or whatever that show? I is? I would love to be on Grand Designs. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you've got the sort of the right the right mindset to really make the most of a living space. Uh. Yeah. I think you could share some of that knowledge with with the rest of the nation. Yeah, I think yeah, via, via that medium. Mm. Why not? Why not? What's the one Nick Knowles does? You could um, go for his job. What does he do? DIY SOS. DIY SOS. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 I reckon you could. He does some you, excellent work for some, uh, you know, hard up people, which is really, really. <laughs> I good. Like you get parachuted in for one episode, and <laughs> they've done something truly amazing <laughs> with this house, and your input is, well, what is Christmas, right? <laughs> Don't put the back side of the tree. On. There's no point. Done. Waste of space, oh, isn't yeah. it? Anyway, good luck, Nick. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Press the red button for advice from Josh. <laughs> Alternative commentary. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, we're a bit light on theme park news yeah, this week, Christmas Josh. Is, uh, you know, everyone's hyping their new films and that sort of thing, right? I guess so. Speaking of new films, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh. Last week, I did promise... Because I talked about The Phantom Menace. Last week's show, yep. I just finished watching The Phantom Menace. Because I'm trying to squeeze all the Star Warses in. Yes. Uh, before the uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, yes. next week. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I've made more progress on this since then. I've done Attack of the Clones, which I think is actually worse than The Phantom Menace by a considerable margin. Yes. Uh, Phantom Menace is really bad, but it's... It's got Darth Maul. It's got Darth Maul. The fight at the end is pretty good. The pod um, race is fun. Your and Jedi chicks don't work on me. Yeah, and there are kind of like mo- there are there are times where it is somewhat evocative of old Star Wars in a way. Yeah. Whereas uh, the second one is almost exclusively, it would seem to me anyway, set in these awful CG sets. I mean, other than the stuff on Tatooine, which is. Not as impactful in the as it was in the Phantom Menace because it's all just the same, really. Mm. Um, and then the stuff in uh, it's pretty chill in Tatooine, right? On the second one, like nothing's really going on. In well, Tatooine. he goes there and murders all the sand people, and then oh, he goes of course, off on yes. one about how much he hates sand. Which, again, I repeat, I get you. Yeah, I get you. Sand yeah. sucks. Sand I'm sucks. totally with you there, yeah. Anakin. 
Um, death sticks, they suck. Yeah, death sticks aren't good either. In fact, that's 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 quite a good little line there from Obi Wan. That yeah. that made me chuckle. But then it's the the space diner is maybe uh, a great case in point for why this film's terrible because yeah. it literally looks like you and McGregor has just been plopped down in the middle of an old PS2 game. Yeah, it's mad. I'm I'm stunned that it looked good at the time. The quote unquote car chase mm. is really bad. Yes, it certainly is. Um, I hated when he does that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just awful. I mean, there were times where I thought, um, oh, would this be significantly better if the actor playing Anakin was good? And I'm not sure. Revenge of the Sith, which I'll get to, I t- at times I did actually think, I think this would actually be substantially better if it wasn't Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whereas 2, I think, is kind of beyond help. I just yeah. think the whole thing is bad. But <clears throat> there's some, C-3PO gets some good lines when he gets introduced. When he's going through the droid factory, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a bit where he gets his head knocked off and it's next to his body and he goes, oh, I'm beside myself, <laughs> uh, which made me burst out yeah. laughing. <laughs> uh, uh, I really like when the clones come me. in at the end. but you know. And then there's a bit where C-3PO's head gets put on a battle droid and yeah. he's walking out into the stadium and he goes, Die, Jedi scum! Oh, <laughs> what did I say? Uh, so, yeah, I, I get like weird giggles out of that stuff but other than that I think it's all pretty awful uh, yeah yeah. Yoda holds that thing up in this air <sighs> yeah Yoda fights Dooku yeah doesn't he which is a that terrible was, that was scene. the first moment you find Yoda to still uh, have his old tricks I guess yeah uh, yeah so Attack of the Clones is awful best thing about it I think is probably Obi-Wan's Jesus mullet mm. oh yeah uh, Ewan McGregor is the best part of those prequels. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then Revenge of the Sith. Uh, we watched that one straight after. Yes. Um, a double bill of, of Star Wars. Uh, that one is, uh, I think, also not very good, but there's at least kind of like a semblance of a good film in there, and it it's just really badly executed in almost every way. You, uh, you have the best opening line to any... A Tinder conversation? What's that? Hello there. <laughs> yes, that's true. I thought you were going to say, this is where the fun begins. <laughs> Which might also that. Also, yeah. That's second. Yeah. yeah, okay, fair enough. Third is General Kenobi. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. also that's also pretty good. Weirdly, fourth is Execute Order 66. Yes, yeah. it's full of good Tinder lines, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, and maybe another one. I saw a video of you killing younglings. <laughs> I have to say, the delivery on some of Ewan McGregor's stuff, we, I know we've just said he's the best thing about the prequels, some of his line delivery in Revenge of the Sith, more so than either of the other two, is so bad it's unbelievable. You, I do feel like he gets to Revenge of the Sith and he doesn't care. Maybe that's what it is. Like, So he's just having fun with it, but also sometimes he's like, I can't be There's can't two be in particular. There's two line reads in particular that made me burst out laughing, which is probably a bad sign because I think they're meant to be dramatic moments. <laughs> There's the bit where he tells Padme that he's been killing younglings, Anakin that is, and he sort of, he he ruffles his beard a bit and goes, killing younglings, it's really awful. And then there's the next bit where he he smuggled aboard Padme's ship on Mustafar and he Mm. reveals himself and Anakin's like, you turned her against me and he goes, you have done that yourself. And it's just like <laughs> it's the moment where, like, they're having this. It like, feels like a real... scene from like a shampoo ad or something. Like, you deserve better with head and shoulders shampoo. You've done this yourself. 
It's so bad. It's really weird that scene because they're having this like quite emotional moment, and then and, and he then just kind of just wanders down, flips the... off his robe, <laughs> and <laughs> makes this terrible line read, and then it just continues. It's it's so bizarre. It's really weird. Uh yeah. Every, so there was a we uh, rewatched them back at university, oh. and every time uh, the younglings were mentioned, uh, me and my flatmates would go. Not the younglings. <laughs> oh, not the younglings. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then maybe some of the worst line reads also are from James L. Jones when he's uh, when Anakin is in the Vader suit. Mm. And you've got this awkward disconnect of James L. Jones reading lines that you can imagine Hayden Christensen saying. Because the thing about Vader and why it's so quite... One, I think everyone struggled to see Hayden Christensen as Vader is because the way he talks is nothing like the way Vader talks at all in the originals or even in, like, Rogue One. Yeah. But the end of, of Sith, Vader does talk like Anakin would be talking. Like, yeah. where is Padme? Is she all right? And then the, the stupid, no! And all that stuff is just <laughs> hilarious beyond words. It, the, the thing that gets me is when he goes... Simba. <laughs> Don't never understood that to me. No, it's it's a weird out of left field moment. Yeah. that you're right. It doesn't quite jive with the rest of the film. But yeah, that's obviously uh, what he wanted to name Luke. But uh. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's Revenge of the Sith is not great, but it's much better than the other two. Uh, yeah. And then a few days later, Josh, it's just more enjoyable, right? Like even if it's bad, it's just more enjoyable than. Yeah, the other I guess two. so. Um, then we come to Solo. Which is not as good as I remembered. I kind of remembered thinking, oh, this was kind of a fun heist movie. I quite enjoyed the performances. But watching it again, I thought, actually, no, this is quite boring. I was kind of stunned by the end by how few memorable moments there actually are. The performances are good. I maintain that. But they're not... You still just think it's people kind of doing impressions in a way. And, yeah, it, it you know, I'm never going to look at Alden what's his face or as much as I love him Donald Glover as Lando and Han you know they're never going to no. they're never going to embody those roles like Harrison Ford yeah, and no. Billy D. Williams and also the film is so dark Josh you can't even see what's going on and the I'm pretty whole... sure if I was watching it on an OLED screen it would literally just have been black <laughs> for almost the whole thing because you had a backlight that was the only reason you could see the, it the yeah. opening 20 minutes or so uh, on Corellia are it's really hard to see what's going on. Really hard. Yeah. 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 So I didn't and actually the whole, love Solo at The all. whole gimmick of Han Solo being, you know, having done the Kessel Run in having yeah. a stupid little amount of parsecs or whatever, really terribly <laughs> done in the film. It is badly done. So bad. Yeah, and how he, how he gives himself the name of Solo, or how he gets the name Solo, is also really cringe and... Uh, it's at its best when it kind of unshackles itself from the history of Star Wars, I think. Yeah. But at the moments where it's trying to sort of wink and nod, like, okay, how does he get his name Solo? How does he get the Falcon? What's the Kessel Run? How does he meet Lando? Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff is like, it just, it's it's not that well done and it just feels a bit sort of eye-rolly. But when it's just trying to be a, a, a heist movie, like the stuff with Woody Harrelson and the stuff with Paul Bettany especially, I think it's the best stuff in the yeah. movie. Uh, Maul is in there. Maul turns up at the end. Yeah. My mum was like, wait, hang on, when's this one set? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, clearly bef- clearly not before one. 
because otherwise Han would be like, ah, go, go, ga, 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 running around the galaxy. Like, he's not old enough to drive. And then, so, but yeah, she was confused. So yeah, she was it, like, wait, okay, so is that a different person? And I was like, no, that is Darth Maul. Yeah. There's another. You've got to watch Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to watch a whole <laughs> set of series of cartoons yep. to understand this, mum. And she was like, yeah, well, uh, in as many words, <laughs> I, I did start watching Clone Wars actually oh, earlier in the week. Congratulations! Thanks very much. I've found uh, so weirdly enough that uh, the the episodes are not in chronological order at all. They're just all Excellent. over the place. But there's a there's a list on StarWars.com of the the actual chronological order. Right? Are you so, watching it in that order? So I'm watching it in that order. So you start like halfway through season two, then you jump to season one, then you watch the movie. And then you go from there. So I've watched... Uh, okay, the episode two. No, uh, the Clone Wars movie, which... Sorry, there's a Clone Wars movie. There's a Clone Wars movie. Basically, George Lucas, during the development of the first season of Clone Wars, was like, oh, we should make a movie out of this. I don't know what voice it is. Where is he from? <laughs> He's Dagobah. a gang- gangster from Chicago or something. <laughs> a wise guy. <laughs> He's from that bit in the great movie, right? Um, get the papers. Get the papers. Yeah, and... Uh, and I think you could. I think the the general consensus among the people that were actually making the show were like, no, no. That and then he was Lucas like, was "Look like, here, see, <laughs> look here. We gotta make this out of. We gotta make a movie out of this thing, okay? I and got a tummy gun, see." <laughs> um. So basically, the the movie feels very much like about three episodes just stitched together. Bizarre. So, uh, by the way, so far I'm really liking the show, and so I kind of enjoyed the movie because I knew what I was kind of getting in for. Mm. If I just watched the movie in the cinema whenever it came out, having not watched the show, I would have been like, what the hell is this? Yeah. This pacing is weird. The animation style is a bit cheap looking. I don't get it. What's this about? But watching it on an iPad uh, as a sort of extended TV show yeah, uh, and not a cinematic experience particularly, I thought it was fine. And I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, The Anakin Obi-Wan camaraderie is really well done. Excellent. And you buy them as as mates in a way that you never do during the actual movies. It actually is meant to get pretty dark and interesting at points. Am so, I allowed to ask where you're watching that? I'm looking for. I, I signed up to a trial of Disney Life. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's all on there. Yeah. So I'm watching it on there, and uh, I may well end up paying for a month of that to get through it. And then. I had Disney Life at one point. By that point, it won't be too far away from Disney. We won't Disney be too Plus far off time. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I'll be able to yeah. watch it on there. Mm. Uh, but Rebels is on Disney Life also, which oh. I don't think is meant to be as good. It's still meant to be good, though. Uh, I think but, it is meant to be pretty decent, but yeah. I think Clone Wars is, uh, is the, very well thought yeah. of. And it's actually... So that got cancelled, but Disney are bringing it back for a final season on Disney Plus on next Plus, year, yeah. which people are hyped for. Yeah, I think a lot of people say that it's the, some of the best storytelling in the canon in all of star wars yeah because yeah. it's one of the few things also that disney didn't decanonize when yes. they bought lucas um yeah so i'm uh, i'm enjoying that i'm looking forward to continuing with that and uh as of recording josh i've just finished watching rogue one rogue one yeah so um a star wars story. rogue one i kind of stand by my thoughts on it which are that it's like okay uh it's my favorite star wars film like an hour and a half and then like really awesome for sort of 35 minutes and uh yeah it's kind of i i i find it odd that you think it's your favorite in a way because i think it really relies a lot on nudging the audience with like hey do you remember this from star wars 
Uh, yeah. In a way yeah. that kind of makes it feel really pandering to like Star Wars fans. Um, but I, I it's kind basically of the antithesis of... to the Last Jedi, which is like, hey, remember this from Star Wars? Well, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so close to the beginning of four, right? Yeah. Like literally, like as close as it possibly could mm. be, that it makes sense to do those nudges. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, there's like, there's like some really dumb moments as well, like when they're. Uh, uh, Jin, uh, Felicity Jones, and um, mm. uh, Cassian are on Jeddah, and yes. they're walking through this kind of like high street, and they bump into the bum face guy and his mate from the from the cantina in yeah. the first Star Wars. Yeah, and then that planet or that city gets blown to hell about ten minutes later. So I mean, they must have got out, but it's just a weird. Yeah, they they, were on a, they got on a ship. Nod, they must have got out of there. Yeah, mm. they could see things were kicking off. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Rogue One. I mean, to its credit, there are moments for it where you generally, like, even on a TV, like, you go, oh, wow, that's like cool as shit. <laughs> now, that's some of my favorite stuff about sort of Rogue One and also, weirdly, The Last Jedi is how they kind of, the space battles feel a bit dirty. There's like some like interesting, yeah. like, kamikaze tactics that you don't see in any of the other Star Wars movies. Like, in this one, you see one of the Hammerhead sh- Rebel ships crash into a star destroyer to then force it into another star destroyer and blow them up yeah and then you get the like maybe one of the best scenes in last jedi when uh what's her face goes into hyperspace to crash into a first order star destroyer and blow them all up yeah yeah, yeah. like that was awesome so I, i like that stuff but yeah rogue one uh last 40 minutes is really strong uh but up until that point it's just like what sums it up for me is that I can't really remember anyone's name except Jin and Cassie and like the one with the force the forces with me yes. that guy Donnie Yen Donnie can't Yen. remember his name great character uh, his mate can't remember his name the pilot can't remember his name the droid um, K2SO uh, that, yeah that sounds right you it could have said right. any combination of vowels and like, consonants because right. they're, they're coming back they've got a Disney Plus show oh, right. coming up okay. um, and Alan um, <laughs> I can't remember the guy uh, Cassian's name um, but Alan Turdick is coming back as K2SO. Oh, ah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. I'm going to start going, I'm on with the force, the force was with me when I'm driving in the dark. I think it would help. Just close your eyes yeah. and just... <laughs> yeah. I'm on with the force, the force with me. I'm on with the force, the force with me. If we get stopped by police, yeah. <laughs> wind down the window, I'm on with the force, the force with me. Um, there's there's a, yeah. one of them in The Mandalorian as well. Um, what, someone who uses the force but isn't a Jedi? No, that uh, has a... T- uh, the Mandalorian have a phrase similar to that. Oh. You may have seen in the on the internets. Oh, no, but. I don't think I have. Um, something to do with his armour and his weapon oh. being their religion I've seen there's a baby Yoda or something yeah apparently he's a thing baby Yoda yeah yeah uh, my favourite line from Rogue One actually baby, just because it, ma- it reminded me of like the election in a depressing way is there's a bit where they're preparing to blow up a city on Jeddah and not the whole planet mm. and like uh, uh, the main bad guy played by Ben Mendelsohn again I can't remember his name and I literally just watched the movie he says to Graham Moff Tarkin why don't we blow up the whole planet or something along those lines? And Graham yeah. off talking goes, we need a statement, not a manifesto. And I generally thought he was about to say, get Brexit done. <laughs> so, yes, Josh, that's where I'm at with Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, so I'm on to the originals now and I'm looking in pretty good shape to get just about get Star Wars get done. Get Star Wars done. In time for the rise of Skywalker. And then Star, Star Wars, Wars will, be, again. will be totally done. Yes. Um, Apart from Clone Wars, obviously. I'm seeing it on the 27th of December. Continue to watch. The new one. Oh, exciting. Yes. Exciting times. 
Uh, well, that's 20 minutes of chat that has got nothing to do <laughs> with Thing Parks, but I made the promise, yep. and we followed through Follow with through, it. Follow through, you poor folk. Uh, indeed. Uh, now we can actually talk about Thing Park stuff, and as I said, we are a bit light on news, which is maybe a good thing, or a good, <laughs> good. reason to have talked about Star yeah. Wars movies for so long, it's to yeah. fill time. Two things this week, really. More details, brief as they may be, on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which yeah. is coming to Hollywood Studios next spring. And then also, Josh, you have kept watching the Imagineering story I on have. Disney+. Plus. Yes. Why don't we talk about that first? Sure. Uh, so I think I've watched two episodes since last week. Ooh. Yes. Um, the final episode is now out as well. I, I haven't seen that yet. The last episode you talked about was focused on the Eisner years. Uh, yes, the early uh, Eisner years. Yeah. Um, and then, I can never remember his name, but he was in charge of another guy. Walt. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Mickey. Uh, huh. The other guy dies at the end of episode three. Spoilers. Uh, that's like I say what happens at the end of Titanic, right? Uh, and so you you then get the second half of the Eisner years, right? Or the uh, the dark times <laughs> before the the Chapek. Uh, yeah, the Iger Chapek era. Yeah. Uh, uh, basically, uh, Eisner goes. We're spending a lot of money here, folks. We certainly are. We need to stop spending money. Right. And also find ways of making everything more expensive for everyone, but cheaper for us. I've, I've, this sounds very familiar, Josh. Hmm. Is this, uh, did they call it, uh, mousterity? <laughs> Pants. Oh. Uh, yeah, so that's basically how that whole thing goes down. Uh, Imagineering gets cut down. Uh, and as we know, they don't mention it in the Imagineering story, but loads of them go off to do Islands of Adventure. Oh, weird that. Yeah. They uh, don't do, they don't do right. To find out what happened next, go over to Comcast's <laughs> streaming service yes. and watch the uh, the Universal Creative story. Yes. No. Uh, they don't. No. no mention of that. No. Ah, uh, yeah. So that happens. Um, they're going to Hong Kong Disney a bit more. Uh, to. Uh, Disney, uh, what's it? Walt Disney Studios in uh, Paris and in Paris. Yeah, we. Oui. <laughs> um, and basically, how all of that kind of was not very good. Uh, Animal Kingdom. So, um, what's his name? Walt. Walt. Yes, Joe Walt. Um, I can't remember his second name now. Joe, the kind of the main Animal Kingdom Imagineer that everyone knows. Rody. Rody. That's it. He uh, is. Prevalent in that episode, mm-hmm. which is really cool. He's the guy who keeps promising he wants to fix the Yeti on Expedition Everest. Yes. Whether or not it ever happens. It will not. never happen. We'll see. Yeah. Because they have to take the back of the ride apart. Mm. Like the whole of the back of the mountain apart. You know, to get the Yeti what, if you'd been there at the time, Josh, you would have been like, just don't put the back of the mountain on. Yeah. Just put it off in the corner of the park so no one will see. <laughs> and then you'd have to worry about don't it. Don't have to worry about it. If only. Should have hired me, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh... Yes, yeah, so that's a good episode. Dark, dark times uh, at the OK Corral. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, uh, episode five picks up. Oh, Bob Iger comes in. Uh huh. Um, and love uh, and magicalness happens everywhere. <laughs> and Bob Iger is amazing. And uh, Imagineering love him. Huh. Is kind of the attitude that episode five <laughs> sounds a bit like propaganda to me, Josh. It does. It's almost as if Bob Iger runs Disney. Yeah, it's almost like Bob Iger runs Disney and is about to leave like in the next couple of years. Right. 
um, and wants this to be like a final swan song of how amazing he is. Oh, okay. Um, and he goes on about how, oh, yeah, and we have... It's all getting a bit Maoist over yeah. here. Sorry, Maoist. Uh, 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 we, we fell out with uh, Pixar and they were leaving, but then I fixed it mm. and we bought them. Yep. And then we bought Marvel. And then we bought Star Wars. <laughs> uh, and it meant that the Imagineers could just pump IP into everywhere in the water parks. Yeah. And save do, everything. Do you remember when he was he was talking earlier in the week about how he'd quite like to buy Bond? Yes. Mm. Mm. To be fair, Bond is something that could probably do with a stable ownership because there's there's like Bond as a franchise has kind of been under threat like repeatedly over the last yeah. little while. That's currently being distributed by Universal, right? There's a weird there's a weird distribution deal going on with uh, No Time to Die where it's like I don't think Universal are distributing it everywhere. I think it might just be internationally right. or just in the US. It's one of and the then two. Like Sony and then the someone else is doing it right. in the Because it was Sony, right? Yeah, it was point. Sony. Because he had to use Sony Ericsson phones. And yeah, and, but there also MG, is it MGM that's always been involved as well? Or? Uh, yeah, it was MGM, yeah. Hmm. Um, Eon is the yeah. company that actually produces them, right? Not the uh, energy company. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, yes. if Jeremy had got him, we'd be nationalising Bond by now, Josh. <laughs> Day two of the Corbyn government, Bond yes. has been nationalised. Yes. Uh, we can only dream. Yeah. Uh, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Um, yeah, and actually the Imagineers seem quite uh, pleased with the things that they've been able to do. Mm. I didn't realise It's a Small World in uh, Disneyland, California... Has characters in it now. Oh, I thought you were going to say as a secret route to Tomorrowland. No, that's, that's the Disney World version. Uh, that's the uh, former version that was in the New York oh, uh, World's of Fair. Yes. Does that version still exist anywhere, do you think? Is it in like a warehouse somewhere? Uh, technically, that is the Disneyland version. Oh. They just packed it up and shipped it all out to California again and oh, rebuilt I see. it. Uh, yeah, so they've put in like um, Buzz and Woody and really, Pocahontas it's a small and, world. Yeah, that's bizarre. Where did Buzz and Woody fit in? I don't know, but they were there. I, I I'd say like if you were going to try and get away with doing that, you'd maybe put some people from Coco in, or you know, films yeah, that are very yeah, much yeah. like. I think Mary Poppins in there and uh, a Pocahontas, Mulan. Yeah, I just um, feel like you know Mary Poppins. Donny Osmond. It's not, maybe it's because I am. British and I, uh, I don't maybe see it through this way, but I, I don't see Mary Poppins as like a celebration of Britain in the same way that Coco feels like a celebration of Mexican culture, or um, what about Dick Van Dyke? What governor? Well, I mean, you know, Dick Van Dyke's great and all, but what about Admiral Boom, Admiral Boom, yeah, Greenwich takes their time from him. Yeah, that's true. But what about that know. guy from Hamilton? Oh yeah, well, who's he again? What's um, his name? He's the light guy. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. What's his name in the movie? Um, is it Bob or something? Yeah. It's, it's a one-syllable name, right? Yeah. Must be. Common as muck name, right? Yeah. All right. Hello. All right, mate. Something, something light, fantastic. Terrible. That's it. Terrible. That's, the songs in that are not anywhere near as good I as I actually quite one. like that song. Triple Little Light Fantastic. Yeah. That one's all right. That's the best one in it, I would say. It's not quite a step in time, though, is it? No, but what is? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um... That film's weird. And they go on about Mystic Manor in the new episode. Uh, in, in Paris? No, um, oh. in... Uh, oh, no, wait, sorry. Paris oh. is a Phantom, Phantom Manor. Manor. Mystic Manor is the new version for Hong Kong, Ah, uh, which uses a trackless ride system. Oh, interesting. Much like, like Ratatouille. Ratatouille or, and Rise of the Resistance. Resistance. Uh, yeah. 
Hmm. And that looks amazing. Uh, really, really cool. Really want to go to Hong Kong just to ride that. Yeah. Um, they go through the Cars Land and the redevelopment of Disney's California Adventure. And there's a moment which um, is really emotional moment where they're talking about Tokyo Disney. Uh, not um, that younglings. No. Uh, and one of the Imagineers actually cries because oh. he's talking about how uh, there was an earthquake in Japan uh, and how uh, they shut for a, a couple of months because it was the right thing to do, you know. But then when they reopened, everyone was so happy um, and KM was like thanking them for everything they did, for the people that were there at the time and all that stuff. And he was like, yeah, getting really emotional. It was really, oh. good, really nice. I feel, is there is there much sort of, when you uh, see the behind the scenes of some of the international parks, do you get the impression that much of the creative team or the Imagineering team are locals? Because, I don't know, sometimes you watch uh, videos of, I remember watching the Beauty and the Beast behind the scenes video of the, the Beauty and the Beast ride they're building in, is that Tokyo? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, the With the incredible Bell animatronic that yes, they've been the horse, teasing yeah. and that. And and a lot of the creative folk uh, who talk about the ride there and who are working on it are, ju- are just from the state. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's the same. Imagineering is based in California, right? And they just go out to all the international parks yeah. to work on stuff. Um, they do uh, use, uh, they do have staff out there that do kind of the cultural stuff mm. um, to make sure that's okay. Like um, in all most of the Asian countries, you can't do um, you can't do the haunted mansion like the haunted mansion or like Phantom Manor. Because of their how their beliefs are with ghosts and that sort of thing, which right. is why they focus more on the magic side of things. Huh. Which is why Mystic Manor is about magic rather than ghosts. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, hmm. uh, and Danny Elfman did the music for Mystic Manor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. His musical stylings would would suit something like that. He's did he do like Nightmare Before Christmas and yeah, maybe yeah. Sounds like something he would have done. Um, oh, and they do, they they speak about the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay they do of the Haunted Mansion in California. Ah, cool. Which I, looks really cool. Yeah. I want to do that at some point. But There was a, a weird amount of Nightmare Before Christmas merch at Disney World this year. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Um, I really like that film, but it was kind of, it felt quite uh, small, like a small fry film. But it's, it is, I like that film as well, but I must admit, I, I often kind of, it doesn't feel like a Disney film to me. Um, it's Tim Burton, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I often forget. If it weren't for the parks, I, I would probably forget that it was a Disney film. To yeah, be honest. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, Alice is weird, right? As well, and yeah, Alice is weird, but um, Dumbo was really weird. Yeah, yeah, but they're obviously remakes. And yeah, yeah. Night Before Christmas. I mean, that Disney don't really have never really made that kind of stop motion movie, like even in more. You think of the the studios that make those films these days, and it's um, they usually Leica, right? Yeah, they independent make, or uh, keeping that, that kind of style of movie, yeah, about uh, in a big way, anyway. Um, and apparently, the episode six, the final episode, there's only six episodes in this first season. I don't know if they're going to make another season. They'll make prequels, yes, uh, and sequels and spin-offs. Yes. Um, in episode six, there are spoilers for Rise of the Resistance. Apparently, ah. so if you haven't seen it um, and you don't want to see spoilers. Just be aware. Yes. Uh, we talked about Rise of the Resistance last week, uh, but we kind of tried to talk around it a little bit. Obviously, yeah. if you want to know nothing, then then avoid that episode too. But yeah, uh, I'm hyped for that ride in a big way. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. I, I'm mentally preparing myself for when I go to spend a stupid amount of money on my own lightsaber. Because, of course, 
And maybe a droid as well, Josh. Who knows? Who knows? I must admit, I'm not as... Like, I've watched videos of the whole lightsaber experience, and it is quite cool, but the droid... The, the droid building stuff, I'm not as familiar with how that all works and there's like a, how much customization there's there like actually is. There's a conveyor is. belt and parts are on the conveyor belt and you pick them off the conveyor belt. It looks ah, quite cool. Right. But I don't know, like, is there what kind of droid... Does everyone have to make a sort of BB-8-style droid or is there more flexibility uh, think, there? Or, you know, what I kind think of droid? most of them aren't BB-8-like. Ah. Yeah. I want to make a version of the droid from Jedi Fallen Order who is extremely cute and also would just be cool to be able to sort of perch him on your he shoulder. He looks a bit like... um. Is it Rob from uh, the Nintendo? He does games. look a bit like Rob, actually. You're right, but he. I only he's know very, him from Mario Kart. So. He's he's very cool. I'm liking him a lot. That's a good game, Josh. Yes. Uh, it's quite broken, which is a shame, but it is good. Still. I haven't got around to it yet. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on. Yeah. To Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Runaway Railway. Uh, which is opening in the springtime. I think March springtime. is confirmed now for Hollywood Studios. Uh, very excited for this. Uh, Disney put out a very brief video of some, uh, some, some guys from Disney Channel getting yeah. a, a very, very brief uh, glimpse behind the scenes. Some other geezer. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. And uh, Very brief behind yeah, the scenes. They, they talk... Uh, at length I mean it's like a 90 second video and they spend a minute basically talking about how it evokes the cartoon series that runs on Disney Channel these days yeah uh, it's like hey go watch the cartoon it's basically an ad for the cartoon yeah hey the cartoon is good I also recommend the cartoon I, I really like the visual style of the cartoon and it seems to me like it translates really well to the ride uh, both in terms of kind yes. of the set design and the uh, the murals and stuff and mm. the backgrounds, but also the ride vehicles and some of the sort of physical Looks props really cool. and sets and stuff. And they talk at length about how the locomotive that you see on the ride is uh, uses the same uh, whistle uh, toots yes. as Steamboat Willie. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the Steamboat and Steamboat Willie, I guess. You yeah, yes. Specifically. Uh, which is a, a neat piece of trivia, but that is kind of the reveal yeah. from, from <laughs> this from this video it's like oh my god are you kidding me um yeah yeah uh but they're, they're obviously still very keen to stress that oh this is the first ride through attraction with mickey and minnie we're being you know we really want to honor the heritage of the character and blah 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 and i'm sure that's all true and um will be nice to see uh but for me the most exciting thing about this ride is still the kind of more forward thinking elements of it in terms of the ride system and um it's trackless nature and stuff like that. It should yes. be a nice combination of sort of nostalgia and looking back, but also from a theme park ride design perspective, very much uh, very modern, it would seem to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking yeah. forward to it. Most definitely. But uh, yeah, detail is light at the moment. Yeah, so out, uh, out, it opens in only three months. So Yes. Please be excited. Be, uh, be open when you get there. It certainly will, yes. I'm really looking forward to Hollywood Studios. I'll be going there probably in April. Yeah. It's, uh, and, uh, it's been my favourite park for like since I've known it. Yeah. Um, and I, I held on to that, even in the dark times. I, I've not been to Hollywood Studios like since 2015. So new to me will be Galaxy's Edge, Mickey Mini, Toy Story Land. Uh, all that stuff will be completely new to me. So I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. Re- yeah, like most of the park, park almost yeah. in, at this point will be new to me when I'm there. Um, 
So yeah, uh, I I think that might be just about it, Josh. Yeah, uh, it's it's a bit Incredibly light, light on, on on news at the moment. The Efteling Park in Holland. Are you aware of this? Uh, do you know of it? Yes, it's kind of on my list of like European parks I'd like to do. It's, it's one of many. Um, yeah, yeah. One story I I did notice that I wanted to mention just because I thought it was really neat was that Ardman, uh, creators of Wallace and Gromit. Oh yes. Um, and as it's Christmas time. Uh, I think this film is maybe a little underappreciated. Arthur Christmas uh, is really good, mm. uh, very funny. I recommend it if you've not seen it before. Um, Ma- I think A Matter of Loaf and Death is on twice over Christmas. That is a good. That is good. It's uh, maybe understandably under overlooked sometimes because it's probably mm, it's probably the weakest of the Wallace but and it Gromit. It's probably the one that's on the most things, over yeah. Christmas. Yeah, uh-huh. that's true. Well, I, I think originally it was a Christmas release, like when yeah, it first yeah, premiered yeah. on. Presumably My favourite is still a grand day out. Yeah, I, I have to say I love the wrong trousers. Wrong trousers is excellent. The penguin is just Pen- hilarious. Gr- uh, and I love Curse of the Were Rabbit. I, I love that. Curse of the Were Rabbit is probably my weakest of the lot. Really? Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I, um, I appreciate, like, uh, I just have a really strong affiliation to mm, uh, Grand Day Out. Sure. It's understandable. Um, but yes, they have. Uh, They've made a a film for Efteling. It's a four D uh, a four D show, awesome. and they have made a a unique original film uh, for it. We'll have to go next uh, year. Which is, yeah, it surged up to the top of my European theme park hit That's list. Netherlands, did you say? Yes. Yes. It so is. it's like you go to uh, Essex, get a ferry across. Done. Yeah, it's really easy. Indeed. Uh, so yeah I just wanted to mention that I think, Excellent. I think it seems pretty cool that is going to do it Yeah. until next week when uh, we don't know for sure but we think it's going to be a uh, the next instalment in our Thing Park video game review series Yes. so if you haven't listened to the, the first two episodes make sure you're all caught up before uh, next week do you know what game it is? Uh, no, no, oh. no. We do have it. Yes, we looked through the history books. We know what we're playing. Yeah. Uh, so we do know. We just can't I've, remember right I've now. I bought games. <laughs> yeah, specifically to get this done. Yeah. Uh, great commitment. Yes, it has to be said. Uh, but until then, you can keep up to date with us uh, by subscribing to the show on your favorite podcasting app or finding uh, us at parkrush.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Parkrush Podcast. Until next week, take it easy. Goodbye. Goodbye.